When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias with Sam Hargraves. Welcome to another edition of Without Bias, all for Bowls Australia, bowls.com.au. So great to have your company as we dedicate the next half hour to the wonderful world of lawn bowls. Chloe Stewart is going to be joining us, an absolute superstar in the world of lawn bowls. But we thought we'd better go straight to the top uh, as we like to do when sides are announced for major tournaments. And there's a couple of big ones coming up. Uh, the multi-nations is going to be on the Gold Coast coming up November 18th to 24th, closely followed by the Trans-Tasman Test Series. Both those sides uh, and squads have been announced today. So we thought we'd get the national coach and selector, Steve Glasson, on just to have a chat about those sides and the upcoming tournaments. Hello, Steve. Oh, g'day, Sam. Pleasure to be on the show, as always. Thank you for uh, the opportunity. Never an easy time selection, but you've, <laughs> you've, you've named some very, very strong squads coming up for these two really important tournaments. Obviously, with the World Championships next year, you're still trying to find out what your best team is. Sam, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's so difficult when we... We often say it, but we're we're in a very privileged situation where we've got a just an exceptional squad to pick from. You know, they they're just magnificent. Um, so that is a blessing uh, in itself. But then, you know, the the catch twenty two, I suppose, is the fact that who do you actually include and and, and who doesn't make you know certain teams and this sort of stuff. And and it's so hard, it's so difficult. You know, and, and you know, I'm a bit of a softy at heart, and you sort of feel for those at America because you know they're genuine quality people. Um, they're putting in, you know, massive efforts to, to make these teams. So, you know, you, you can never say sorry, but you do feel for them at the same time. Um, the positive is that, you know, people are being granted not to, uh, to hopefully, you know, shine and, and hopefully they can take advantage of these opportunities and, and run with it. So, and I think that's what it's all about. You know, when you get the opportunity, grab it with both hands, run with it and, and see what comes of it. So it's an exciting time. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, beyond these events, there's a lot to look forward to as far as even beyond those two events that you mentioned. We've got Australia versus the rest of the world. Then we've got another Trans-Tasman uh, early in the new year as well against our foes from over the over the ditch. Um, and then we're into, you know, full-on preparation and, and the eventual identification of our team to play the benchmark event, which is the World Outdoor Championships, our Olympics, which which occurs every four years. So with the – tell us about the – the, the multinationals, uh, the, sorry, the multinations, November 18th to 24th. Tell us how this tournament runs and, and what you sort of are looking for in, in selecting a side and and why you've gone the way you did in picking the squad you have. Yeah, so um, we're, we're privileged again having a, a home ground advantage, I suppose, and, and sort of running the, the show with the multinational. We can actually field two sides, which which does encompass our 
our full squad of 10 men and 10 ladies or 10 women. So uh, that's a blessing. So we've literally split them up into into what is appropriate, the green team and the gold team, um, with a nice even spread across the board. And, and when I say nice even spread, our squads are very strong, but looking at people in specific positions. So we can, we can sort of say, well, we've got... X people that can sort of lead up in the team and, and, and be the engine room and start things going. We've got the, the middle men, we've got the, the utility players, and we've got the back-end players. So uh, there's a nice spread across both those teams um, throughout this competition. And, and I'm just in the process of sending out some, some pre-event expectations. And, and you know, um, it's clear to say I would very much enjoy both our green and gold teams finishing top two in that event, uh, first and second respectively. So um, that's a, that's going to be a challenge for them. Um, but, you know, I think they've got the capabilities to do it. If they, if they prepare well and, and turn up in the right frame of mind, the right shape and, uh, and you know, in good form. And, and there's, you know, there's a whole range of them that are in great form at the moment and therefore, you know, they're justifying their selection, which is great. Just take us through the format of um, the multi-nations, how does it work? You've obviously said you've got two teams in there and they'll be uh, at times competing against each other. So this is yeah. where we come up against South Africa, New Zealand, Malta, Norfolk Island, Canada, Ireland, Wales. How does the uh, the six days roll out? Yeah, so it's uh, everybody gets a chance at two events. Um, so it's a, it's a five-a-side event. Um, so they'll cross over between singles, pairs, uh, triples and fours, the four more disciplines that, that Norm Bowls consists of. Um, the best thing about this too is they can actually um, interchange between disciplines. So um, in a trans-Tasman example, they'll be locked into a certain discipline. So if you pick in the singles, you play the singles, you stick there. In this particular event, you can cross over. So we can actually experiment a little bit with players in different disciplines, um, give some of the younger ones a bit more exposure in different areas um, and, and change it up a little bit. And, and the process there is if you make the medal rounds, well, they've got to have at least played one match in that discipline to play in the final or the medal round. So that's a little bit unique, um, but it certainly does um, provide for some spice in life, so to speak, with a variation of, of disciplines and positions. So um, we're, we're looking forward to that, and that'll be a, a challenge for not only the, the players, because they'll be getting mixed around a bit, but the selectors putting the right combinations together um, to try and um, enhance the success rate of the Australians. Speaking to Steve Glasson, Australia's national bowls coach, after he's just picked the sides for the upcoming multi-nations and the Trans-Tasman Test Series. Before we get on to the Trans-Tasman, uh, congratulations to Dawn Heyman, who is the currently only uncapped member of the top-tier Jackaroo squad member. So she'll become the 86th Australian women's representative. So big congratulations to Dawn. Hey, the, the Trans-Tasman team, obviously we love going head-to-head with New Zealand. You've got a 10-strong contingent there. Um, 2018 Com Games gold medalist Aaron Wilson and 23-year-old Chloe Stewart, who's going to be chatting to me very, very soon on Without Bias, or thanks to Bowls Australia. Uh, they are going to be heading up the singles teams. Uh, how wonderful for both of them. I mean, Aaron Wilson is, a, um, I suppose, an established successful player on the international domain as far as, you know, particularly with singles, with the 2018 Commonwealth Games singles. Um, Chloe's had a crack at it before in the Trans-Tasman. Uh, she's been in sublime form. She's been working her backside off off the green with uh, with a lot of training and, and, and expectations, and, and she's deserving of getting this opportunity. She's a great young lady. And to be fair, I'm a little bit disappointed myself because um, since the selections came out, it's been a little bit hectic, and I haven't had a chance to actually catch up with her yet to gauge her. Uh, feelings on it, so I'm looking forward to, to doing that, and, and you'll scoop me on that one, Sam. You'll you'll get in before me with that one, so I'll be uh, I'll be keen to hear Chloe's reaction as well when she talks to you. But um, you know, wonderful opportunity, and, and you know, 
both those players and you know they epitomise what it is to be a jackaroo and, and couldn't be happier for them. So again, I hope you know they can grab it and run with it and, uh, and enjoy the experience as well. I mean, at the end of the day, we're out there to, to compete fiercely against quality opposition, but you've also got to enjoy yourself while you're doing it. That's a key ingredient to, to the success. Well, tell us about Chloe. Um, you might just uh, be able to give us the, I suppose the the inside word on her. What should we be? knowing about Chloe and what should we be uh, having a chat to her about? Have you got any dirt that we can, uh, you know, throw under the bus with? No, just kidding. Well, she, she, yeah, look, if I, if I could, I would. She's a pretty clean young lady, I've got to say. Um, keeps her nose pretty clean. She's a, a tenacious competitor and she's, you know, 23. She's been around for ages. I remember going to a, an under-18 trans-tasman with her a number of years ago and I was a sort of coach and bus driver and whatever else. And, and she sort of come up and she'd look up at me. She's quite tall, but she looked up to me out the top of her eyes and Mr. Glass and this and Mr. Glass and that, which is quite imposing in itself because I don't sort of go for those airs and graces. And, and a day into the tournament, she was uh, calling me Glass and she shotgunning the front seat and she was right at home. So she's just a, a remarkable young lady, um, but a tenacious um, competitor and, and she'll fight tooth and nail all the way. She never says never, uh, never gives up. And, and I know she'll be giving it 100% leading into this to make sure that she's in the very best place she can be. And, and again, she'll have great support around her, and I just hope she enjoys the opportunity. And and uh, this is a young lady, like a few others, that uh, that we're going to see a lot of over the green and gold over the ensuing years. What makes her such a good player? Um, I think she's willing to be very coachable. I think she's a very coachable young lady. She's she's got a real drive and a real desire to be as good as she possibly can, and that counts for on and off the green. Whether it's the preparation, whether it's just her in a personal life, um, she's fit as a fiddle. She's just ticking boxes, so um, just a great young lady. But she uh, she's got all the shots uh, available. You know, she can play the depth draw shots. She can she can attack like no one else, um, and she'll fight to the nail. So she she clearly enjoys that very competitive environment. She thrives on it. So um, it'll be, it'll be a great stepping stone. A lot more stuff for her as well. So you know, we're very proud of her. Um, looking forward to you know her contribution to the team on and off the green. I mean, we're very very big on culture. Um, these days with the Australian BCLB Jacqueline, we can to ensure that we've got the very best people involved. And, and again, Chloe epitomises what that uh, what that means and what it's all about. Hey, uh, looking forward to chatting to Chloe. Don't you any of this, will you? No, of course no, not. We'll keep no, it very low-key. No, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. So I won't tell her any of the nice things you've just said about her, That's Steve Glaston. Hey, before I let you go, obviously with yourself and the National Selection Panel, these events coming up, the Multi-Nations and the Trans-Tasman, both coming up late November, mid to late November, 18th to the 24th for the Multi-Nations and then rolling straight into the Trans-Tasman Test Series, November 25th to 27th. These are really important events for you with, with an eye to the World Bowls Championships next year. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's that's the key uh, key event. That's our benchmark event. It's our Olympics of, of Law Bowls, so to speak. So, um you know, we, we want to make sure that we go there and be as dominant as possible um, and, and clearly bring home a swag of, of medals and primarily gold medals, um, win the overall in both men's and women's. So, you know, these events are critical um, in, the, in the preparation and identification of the team, which is really great. So, and look, there's a couple other special things, if I may, Sam, too. We've also got uh, what we call the emerging or the development teams playing off at this very same Trans-Tasman, and there's some superstars of the sport involved in that. Uh, that are also in contention for, for selection. I talk with people like Dawn Heyman that you mentioned, Ellen Ryan, Ben Twist, just to name a few that'll be in that series. And, of course, for the pathways of the sport, um, for the first time in a, in a lot of years, we've got a, a seniors uh, trans-Tasman as well. So for those wonderful young people aged uh, 60 or over, 
um, they're going to compete against the best from New Zealand as well. So that's, you know, it's going to be an exciting series. And, and apart from the really serious side of which all this is and, and you know, leading the World Bowls, but, but to see the uh, the development um, and, and the, the exposure that these younger players get and then, of course, the the, uh, the more senior, mature ones who will be playing uh, hell for leather, I'm sure, trying to secure their series. There's going to be lots going on. So it's, it's a really special time in the sport. And, of course, we're sharing with the great mates from New Zealand. So uh, all the better. Beautifully done from you, Steve Glasson, our national coach, doing a fantastic job. Uh, head to bowls.com.au to get all the details on the multi-nations and the Trans-Hasman Test Series. All the squads have been announced on there. So bowls.com.au. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. We'll chat to you again soon. My pleasure as always, Sam. Thank you very much. And if you get a chance, come along to the Gold Coast on those dates and uh, get behind the Aussies. That'd be great. I'd absolutely love to do that. I'm, I, they've tied me to the desk around here, Steve, so I, I tend not to be able <laughs> to get anywhere. But I'll tell you what, I, I would be, I'd love to get up there and check it out. So fingers crossed. Good on you, Sam. Thanks very much. You're listening to Without Bias on SEN. Chloe Stewart, we've just heard all about her. A superstar in the sport will join us next on Without Bias. All thanks to Bowls Australia. Welcome back to Without Bias. Great to chat to Steve Glasson before. Uh, we'll have that chat up on the podcast, sen.com.au. And we do it all for Bowls Australia, bowls.com.au. The big story up there at the moment, of course, is we spoke to Steve about is the naming of the two squads for what is two very, very important tournaments coming up in November. The Multi-Nations, November 18th to 24, and the Trans-Tasman Test Series, November 25 to 27. Both these events happening in and around the Gold Coast. So head to bowls.com.au to find out all the details. But we got some very glowing praise of our next guest from the national coach, Steve Glasson. Uh, she'll be back uh, contending in the singles for the Trans-Tasman Series as well. Uh, an absolute superstar of the sport, according to the national coach, Steve Glasson. Chloe Stewart's been good enough to jump on with us. Hello, Chloe. Hey, Sam. <laughs> I tell you what, Steve Glasson was effusive in his praise of you, but he said, don't tell her any of it because I don't want her getting a big head. So I can't tell you anything no. he said. <laughs> That's fine by me. All good. <laughs> he, said that you, he said that you always call him Mr. Glasson and he has to keep telling you, please call me Steve. Uh, that's very, that shows you were raised well and very respectful of your elders, Chloe. Yeah, I think I might have called him Mr. Glasson once or twice when I was sort of first in the under 18, but now it's definitely just glass. <laughs> just glass. Oh, that's, I like that. Yeah. that. That's that's very good. <laughs> hey, congratulations on um, being uh, back, heading up the singles for the Trans-Hasman Test Series, and you'll be involved in the multi-nations as well. These are two really big tournaments, as we just heard, with an eye on the World Bowls Championships next year. So good to be in this squad and good to be at the head of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, two great opportunities coming up uh, in November. And, yeah, it's sort of in my own backyard, I guess, um, now that I'm living up here on the Gold Coast. I've been for the last few years. So, yeah, it's really exciting, to be honest. This would be the time of year where the move from Kyneton to the Gold Coast would be feeling like, uh, well, probably the couple of months prior, would feel like the best decision you ever made. Uh, I grew up in Bendigo and had to play footy uh, once a year in Kyneton. It was always the one you dreaded because uh, you had to kick the uh, frost <laughs> off the ground uh, very early on playing junior footy. Uh, you've really turned your temperatures on its head there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the temperature is definitely different up here. Um, you know, it's it's definitely paradise on the Gold Coast. But um, it was funny the other week, my mum sent me a video of it snowing in Kyneton. So things <laughs> definitely haven't changed. Uh, now, you're in your fourth year of representing Australia. You made your debut in 2015 playing in the Trans-Tasman Series and you've earned that honour again 
Tell us about your journey in lawn bowls. How did you get into it? How does a 23-year-old be, become uh, the leading singles player in, in the country? Um, yeah, well, I, I first started out at Kyneton Bowling Club with my grandma. So I was about nine years old back then. And yep. you know, I used to just go watch her in the school holidays. And yeah, at that time, I was sort of playing a lot of basketball and all different sports. Um, and then, yeah, I just really started to like bowls and sort of had to make a decision whether I wanted to keep going or, you know, go to something else. And, yeah, I just really, really like playing bowls. I love the challenge. And, you know, I was starting to get a little bit better as I went on. So, yeah, it's um, definitely, you know, looking back now, it's a decision I'm really, really happy um, I made. And, yeah, I've definitely made a lot of friends and had so many amazing experiences along the way. And, yeah, I'm so very grateful for it all. So when did you get to a point where you thought, hang on a minute, I, I might be pretty darn good at this? Was there a particular moment? Um, I think there was sort of in the early days, I played probably my first, oh, probably about my third state uh, under-18 singles. And I played, uh, I think back then it might have been Lisa Phillips. And I think I just had a little win and, yeah, it sort of um, spurred me on to go, oh, you know, I'm not, not too bad at this. So, yeah, um, I I just, yeah, I just sort of thought, well, I might as well keep going. I've come this far and, yeah, I was really, really enjoying it and I still am to this day. And and when did you, I suppose the next part of that is when did you decide, actually, this is what I want my life to be. This is, I, I want to be a, a full-time lawn bowler. Um. Yeah, well, I sort of played all through school and sort of trying to juggle it all. And, um, yeah, I had plans to go to university, and I did. I went to uni for a year um, in Bendigo. Oh, what did you study? And then I was studying health sciences to try and get into speech pathology, which I ended up getting into in my second year of uni. And then I had three weeks of it, and I absolutely thought no this isn't for me um and then took a bit of a gap year and yeah somehow found my way um up on the sunshine coast playing pennant and yeah I really really enjoyed that and yeah just sort of thought about a few different things and thought yeah this might be all right if I keep going You've represented your country now on 75 occasions, which is phenomenal. What's the standout memory for you? Because you've you've been successful. You've won gold medals all over the place in, in a variety of different events. But what's your, your number one? What's your favourite bowls memory so far? Um, I think my number one would have to be when I played my first game for Australia. I played over in New Zealand at Burnside and I came up against Joe Edwards. Um, as much as it didn't go my way, um, it was still a very, very special moment. I had my mum over there with me watching, um, and it just, yeah, really hit home. And yeah, it was it was a fantastic experience, and I've definitely learned a lot from, you know, that tour four years ago. And yeah, I feel like I have grown from, you know, playing in different tournaments and you know doing different things. So. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to what's coming up next. Well, I asked Steve Glasson what made you such a good player, and you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out because he just did say, <laughs> I can't tell you. It, it would be remiss of me then not to ask you what makes him such a good coach because you, you're enjoying, as a squad, the Jackaroos are enjoying 
a real run of success uh, under his guidance. Yeah, I think, you know, Glass has um, got a very good coaching philosophy. And, you know, I think it all starts from sort of the groundwork and, you know, our culture. And, um, yeah, we we are a Jackaroo's family for sure. And, you know, there's always been support there no matter what. And, you know, when I haven't been picked for things, um, you know, there's always been support. And, you know, they've really sort of um, given me plenty of opportunities and, yeah, Glass is really good, along with Gary Willis as well. And, um, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed um, all my experiences with those guys. Uh, you're a bowls assistant up at Tweed Heads Bowls Club. It's a powerhouse club, and you get to work alongside Com Games gold medalist from, I think, 2006. He's uh, an Order of Australia uh, medalist, Wayne Turley, uh, a bowls legend, and he still represents the, the, the club on the green up there. What's it like working with a, a living legend of the game? It's not bad, I must say. <laughs> um, no, it is really good. Um, Pearls has got a lot of experience on and off the green. Um, you know, with work, he's fantastic. Um, but also just, you know, sort of in a mentoring role as well, um, you know, with obviously the playing side of bowls too. Um, you know, it's always good to bounce things off. And, yeah, he's really, really good with time off and stuff like that. And, yeah, and I guess because... He's been there and done it and, you know, he, he sort of gets, you know, what I'm going through at the moment and, yeah, I, I can't thank him enough and, you know, the rest of Tweetheads Bowls Club and the board, they've all been fantastic. Well, and the good news is you're going to be spending a bit more time with him because he's been announced as the coach of the new Tweetheads inaugural team uh, in the Bowls Premier League, uh, which is coming up in November and February. So it's $100,000 prize money on the line. It's going to be broadcast live on Fox Sports. It's a huge event. This is like the big bash in the cricket. It's the Bowls Premier League. You're going to have Aaron Tees in the side, uh, your Tweetheads teammate, Kurt Brown. Uh, it's pretty exciting times for, for you guys at Tweed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like we're having a really good year and to make the BPL this year is going to be so, so good. Um, it's a tournament I'm really looking forward to um, and to play along with Aaron and uh, Kurt is going to be really, really fun. I think, you know, we're just going to go out there and enjoy ourselves and, um, you know, try and play some good bowls and, yeah, hopefully um, we can go okay. Oh, it's a pretty formidable lineup you put together. I'm sure you guys will go more than just okay. Hey, uh, enjoy that. Uh, good luck in the multi nations and the trans Tasman. Congratulations on your appointment in both of those squads and to be back heading up the singles. I know you, it's a great honour for you. Um, Chloe, thanks so much for having a chat to us on Without Bias. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Heath. Chloe Stewart there, 23 years old. A very, very impressive bowls resume she's already put together. You can see all her accomplishments at bowls.com. This is Without Bias, all for Bowls Australia. Each week on Without Bias, we like to celebrate the Forever Young in our Forever Young segment, all thanks to Tobin Brothers, uh, celebrating lives and celebrating the Forever Young in the wonderful world of lawn bowls. On the weekend on the Bowls show that airs every Sunday at 3pm on SBS, Jack Heverin spoke to Bowls Victoria CEO Tony Sherwell. Now, Tony is also a highly credentialed administrator who has played a significant role in both growing the participation and the success of the Jackaroos on the international stage. So if you missed it, uh, watch his story. Uh, all thanks to Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. You can do so at bowls.com.au. And don't forget that bowl show on SBS. And if you check out SBS On Demand as well, I reckon you'll find it there. It is all thanks to Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives.
celebrating bowlers' lives every day. Don't forget to visit tobinbrothers.com.au for their bowls membership offer. That's it for Without Bias for another week. And, uh, and I know that it's a change of gear from what we've been talking about and a really sad last 24 hours in, in the world of sport. But we spoke about Wayne Turley before, and I just happened to be looking at some old episodes of The Bounce this week. And I know this is a strange tie into Danny Frawley, but if you ever want to have a look at the day that Spud and the Chief went down and competed in lawn bowls, um, it was a fantastic episode that they do every week competing in a different sport on the bounce. And Wayne Turley was actually one of the people trying to help out Spud who actually took a 10-pin bowling ball down to the lawn bowl green. And uh, as always, chaos and hilarity ensued. So I know it's a strange link, but I saw that today knowing that I was going to be doing the Without Buy show tonight and I'd happened to stumble across that when I was uh, just doing some... Uh, I suppose reminiscing of my own on Spud, but it is a very, very funny episode from the bounce and, and worth a lot of laughs. And I'm sure that the bowls Australia people wouldn't mind us uh, talking about the day that Spud almost ruined a, a bowling green with a 10 pin bowling ball. Uh, big thanks to Bowls Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.